0: Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you'll never, you're never gonna believe what I found last night. Um, I found somebody who I haven't heard from for about 15 years. It's Alex Collier, and I figured there's probably some sort of reason why they're putting him back on. And I have, well, I have my own ideas about why usually when they want you to be more cognizant of something they put somebody back on that hasn't spoke for a while so here we go I can't wait to hear this ladies and gentlemen my name is Alex Collier I want to thank you all very much for coming this is a very very special treat for me I love these small, intimate settings here, these living room type of things, um, because I'm, I'm very comfortable, and when I'm definitely in my element, I like to talk, okay? And I'm definitely in the mood for a talk fest, as they used to say. Um, the information that I shared this morning, I'm going to go over again briefly, because I went through it so quickly, and some of you weren't there. Uh, but essentially, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the 22 races. And the book that will be ready this spring is going to be called Defending Sacred Ground 2 ET22. Okay? I've been wanting to do this, this book for 10 years, and now it's time to do it. Um, and the reason it's time is that there's so much going on in our solar system that we all need a scorecard. And I just hope to be able to uh, share the knowledge that's been shared with me as to who these beings are um, and how they relate specifically to Earth, to us. In a nutshell, we are a composite of a lot of different races, 22 to be exact. It is a physiological fact that there are 22 different body types on the planet. and. That is the result of the extraterrestrial races. Mm-hmm. I cannot share everything that I have in two hours, because I am sharing the stage tonight with Mike Russ. But I will be around. Okay, I'm definitely going to be available. And the information, uh, in, the, in the every couple of weeks, you check the website. The information is going to be put on the website. Okay, so you will have it as soon as it's done and it's proofed and edited. All right um there'll be a hardcover or a bound book version of that but by then you will already have the information if it's something that you wanted to purchase at that point to give to friends it'll be available okay but it will be for free nonetheless okay um i'm not going to go into how it all started for me uh for 13 years I've been telling that story and I refuse to tell that story anymore. Okay, if you want to know, you can go to the website, www.LettersFromAndromeda.com and from all Andromeda. the information is there, including the one that. which you can download for free. I'm doing that for the video, pretty much. Okay. Now, Earth history, we are taught a very, very shallow version of Earth history. Uh, we are also taught that we evolved from a single cell that essentially we were an accident okay all of us are just an accident and something happened something really weird but yet something miraculous happened to a couple of chimpanzees and ta-da, here we are okay should it be so simple in fact i like the real version much better than the concocted version okay um and so what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to start with is I'm going to, I'm going to start with some of the Earth-taught timelines of history, and I'm going to um, blow through specific periods and just move it through to prove a point. This will be much more specific um, in the book. Okay? Earth formation. We're going to start with a pre-Cambrian time, 4.5 billion years ago to 554 million years ago. Earth taught history. The Earth is forming along with other planets in the solar system. Earth is being born, life is awakening. The first tectonic plates are beginning to move. Fungus, plants, animals, and organisms are developing and the atmosphere is becoming enriched with oxygen. Extraterrestrial taught history, or I should say Andromedan taught history. An ancient race, known as the Founders, who the the, um, Andromedans and the Pleiadians believe is an ancient race called the Patal. That's P-A-A-T-A-L. Is on an engineering program, whereby environments of planets and terraforming is being done. They're um, doing this to make make these planets and star solar systems suitable and habitable for organisms and for life rendering ecosystems that are filled with hydrogen oxygen methane and ammonia okay now take a uh, uh, ecosystems one being oxygen Mm -hmm. or some being oxygen Mm -hmm. some being methane some being ammonia and some being hydrogen. These are all gases. For the introduction and colonization of microorganisms, nanites, and all types of life forms, self-replicating machinery, and the bombardment by comets and planetoids to change the rotation and the chemistry of the planets. We'll get to the self-replicating machinery here in a little bit. The practice and engineering of removing moons to alter a planet's rotation and moving planets closer and further from their suns to either decrease or increase radiation received by the planets. Now, I want you to know that that specific engineering feat of moving planets closer and further away from the sun, moving moons, adding moons, is a practice that is absolutely in full swing today throughout the galaxy and in other galaxies okay it is it is solar system building this happens a lot there are races even the andromedans are capable of creating a solar system okay all projects it it appears were designed to render many star systems and many planetary bodies habitable for organic life small machines have been discovered that were built so long ago that no one really knows for sure who built them they cannot be replicated and no one knows exactly how they were built now i'll give you an example of the andromedans the Andromedans are approximately 45, 43 to 4,500 years more advanced than we are technologically. Now that's in our years, all right? Now in our years, in our years here, need more leash. <laughs> okay, a year for us is that tangled up in this microphone? equals 365 days. Okay. This is one rotation around our sun. The Andromedans count years in a completely different way. In fact, almost all the extraterrestrials do. In their eye, their concept of age, of counting, especially in this way, what they consider a year is when every cell in their body has been fully duplicated, replicated. Now, if we did that, one year would be equal to seven years in our body. Okay, so it takes approximately 34 years for their bodies in our time. To replicate every cell in their body in our time okay so it's hard to give you exact dates of when they say something happened to 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 put it into our our timeline okay of, of years okay because in reality if i say it it was four thousand years ago then it, it it's It's a lot longer than that okay but they've had a very hard time explaining to me exactly in our earth time because they don't deal with the concept of time you know they just don't all right so but i'm giving you these numbers in earth years just to give you an idea of how vast our history is okay Amazingly, these machines still work. The machines do not have a name in the English language, okay? They don't even have a symbol that we could comprehend. So it's been explained to me that it is considered an anti-matter machine, okay? It creates matter. It creates molecules which then create atoms which then creates physicality and these are actual machines they're like computers where you can program it for what you want and this machine will literally bring it forth and manifest it and there it is physically there okay now if each one of us had one of these machines it would be like winning the lottery every day you know Mike likes to do VWs. He could make himself a new VW as soon as the new models came out. As soon as he knew it. what he wanted. <laughs> okay. I could manif- I could create a, a babysitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that my wife and I could go out. <laughs> okay, it, 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 and that's what's that's what now uh, apparently there are seven of these actually working and seven different races have them. Have one of these machines. Now, these are archaeological finds, discoveries, these atom making machines, you know, for lack of a better word. Is that on the I'm, Earth? I'm sorry? Is that on the there is one on the planet. There is one here. Yes, there is. What? Is that the one on the Earth, so? No comment. <laughs> no comment. you know where uh... they were found? Nobody knows. Absolutely nobody knows. It turns out that, well, let me just finish reading here, okay? Because all this will come out. Um, They also discovered advanced building complexes, very large machinery, and and complete terraforming ecosystems. Earth-like organic life is much less common than hydrogen gas. Ecosystems in our galaxy Because we are limited uh, Oxygen O2 Ecosystems are limited To the geological presence of water Okay For O2 life forms Which is what everything is on this planet There has to be water So The most precious thing That we have Is our ecosystem Our biosphere the second most important precious thing we have is, of course, the water. And when we get to Nibiru, I'm just going to throw this out there. The entire planet used to be fresh water. Okay? Our entire planet used to be fresh water. The oceans were salinated. Okay? And it was the Nibiru from the star system of Putez that did that because they wanted to control the water okay they salted the sea they salted the sea that's right so now all you have is at the time when they did this there was only four percent fresh water and they had total control over it that's correct mm-hmm. What was the years again? Mm-hmm. that they did this How uh it took it took 36, 30 It took thirty six years, thirty six years to completely salinate the oceans, and it also gave time for all the life forms in the water to adapt very slowly. But we couldn't drink the water after that. Okay. Is that thirty six of our years? Of our years. These are all in our years. It's the only way I'm going to present this to you. Otherwise, it'll get way too confusing. Okay. Okay. So, um, hydrogen ecosystems are much more abundant, as are methane, and because they are not complicated ecosystems. O2 ecosystems are very, very complex, the most complex in the galaxy. Archaeological evidence, records, and legends point to the Founders, quote-unquote the Patal, as the creators and caretakers of this galaxy. The disappearance and or extinction of the Founders appears to be deliberate. And what that means is, and how it's been explained to me, when they use, we all know what disappearance means. but to the Andromedans when they refer to extinction, if there is no physical record of them on third density, they're extinct on third density. That doesn't mean that they're, they're gone. It could be that they evolved or ascended to a higher frequency, or they dropped down to a higher frequency to create third density, and when they were done, they left. But they are extinct on third density. Okay, see, in sharing this information, <laughs> this particular information that I'll be sharing in the next year, mm-hmm. it's important to, year. to stretch yourselves to try to think holographically here, okay, okay? because for the there are so many implications to this information. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and it's difficult, to, hop, the to, it's difficult and to try to, start to talk about this. express us that ready. because the English language is so limiting, you know, to try to give you a concept about how this was all done. Yeah. Um, when the Patal apparently left, according to the archaeological record, other yeah. life forms, sentient an life Indian. forms, reptilian, human, plasmic, methane life forms, all begin to appear and do appear in our galaxy in full form okay now just think about that they appear in full form Mm -hmm. that means that they came from someplace else or they were brought from someplace else Mm -hmm. there was no millions and millions of years worth of evolution into this okay Mm -hmm. and this is the same problem that our archaeologists have on planet earth okay they you know they keep espousing Evolution. But there's just no proof of the evolution in the geological, archaeological record. Mm. There just isn't. Mm -mm. Things appear fully formed. Okay? It's amazing stuff. Now, are the Patal archangels, are the Patal the gods? Nobody knows what they are which is why they just refer to them as the founders, because they don't know, Hmm. okay, they don't know. Um, The Andromedans do say that there is a creation, creator. They, in their belief systems, in their traditions, say that um, it does not carry a dominant male frequency. In their opinion, it carries a dominant female frequency. Hmm. Okay, so in their opinion, and I'm telling you, they're real men, you, you know, the, the creator is a goddess, okay, it does exist, okay, so we blew through that, the Paleozoic era Peterson, 554 million years ago to 245 million years ago, a dramatic explosion of diverse multi-celled animals, well, they put that because suddenly everything is there. It's it's in the geological record. They don't know how it got there, where it came from, but it's there. So they just say, well, it just exploded. There it is. All these different things show up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Species appear with all living animals, almost all living animals, and species appear within a few million years. Again, there's no evolutionary process here. They just begin to see them in the archeological record. Mm-hmm and each consisting on different parts of our modern, modern continents. Now, at the time that this was happening, the North and South Pole were different. Okay, the planet was literally laying on its side. It had already had a pole shift, one of its many pole shifts. Okay, which is where the physical North and South Pole rotate, usually following um, a magnetic pole shift if it's done on its own. If it doesn't do it on its own, that is because a planetoid or an asteroid hit the planet, made it roll, and then what happens is, is the magnetic poles will either correct it over, over time and make the planet rotate back, or the magnetic poles will follow. Okay? I do not understand um, the mechanics of that. The west coast of North, North America ran east and west along the equator. Africa was the south pole okay suddenly during this period 245 million years ago 90% of all marine and animal life becomes extinct okay animal life not plant and fauna okay marine and animal life now you would think that if something really dramatic happened that everything would be affected but that's not what happened okay It was mammal and animal life. Okay. The same period, 544 million to 245 million. The E.T. history, the Andromedan E.T. history. Races in the solar system begin to develop space travel. Most are only able to travel within their own star systems. Some, however, are able to travel outside of their respective systems and have begun contact and discovery of other cultures. The start of trade within star systems begins. Trade routes are established and negotiated. The sharing of technology has begun and the development of new systems of space travel has also begun because now the space colonies, the different bases that have been established here, that came in and fully formed, have now figured out how to get off their own planets, and now they're talking to other people, getting different perspectives, and they're sharing ideas, okay, and sharing opinions. Um, I've not touched on this, and I won't touch on it in this lecture, um, but there were also a lot of misunderstandings, okay, that went on here, especially between the hydrogen planets in cultures, and the O2 cultures. And I'll explain why there were some different misunderstandings later on when we get into this. Okay, Uh, treaties were forged between star systems and races. One particular race of sentient beings, which which was much more advanced in space travel, set out to explore the galaxy. That is the Alpha Draconians, the Seekar. They were the very first according to the Andromedans to actually get off planet. And they were at the time the most advanced. Okay? They're an incredible race. They are they are an incredible race. They just have some incredibly ridiculous prejudices and biases. Okay? But that doesn't take it take anything away from the fact that as a culture, they've done some incredible things, you know, and a lot of other races have learned from them as well. Their spacecraft at the time were hollowed out moons and planetoids, which they refurbished, built out, created their own internal ecosystems and fitted with propulsion. Some of that using fuel, which is not oil like we have here, but it was some kind of a gel that was mined in their star system. And kinetic engines. They created kinetic engines. Energy, focused energy. Electricity, a type of electricity is my understanding. Uh, let, let's hold the questions. Let's hold the questions, okay? I have a lot of material to go through. The Mesozoic era, which is 245 a million years ago to 65 million years ago. Uh, Robin, write down your question, okay? Please. Uh, I, okay. Earth taught history. Mesozoic means middle animals. It is the time during which the world's fauna changed drastically. Now, it didn't change before, but now suddenly it does and great change in terrestrial vegetation. The dinosaurs evolve, well, they show up out of nowhere, okay, and evolve in the Triassic and then Jurassic eras, only then to become extinct. Another planet-hitting asteroid hits the Earth in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Columbia, what is now known as Columbia. Now, were they deliberate? Uh, nobody seems to know if they were or not. But what's interesting is that every time the planet gets hit with an asteroid or, or there's a pulse shift, there's a radical change in the Earth or its ecosystem. And what happens is it becomes more and more friendly for human life. Okay? 244 million years ago, we could not live on this planet. There were just too many things out there that would have hurt us. Okay. Extraterrestrial history, 245 million years ago to 65 million years ago. Many planetary civilizations have full space travel. Interplanetary trade is extremely established, and the need for natural resources increases and causes the exploration of the galaxy by advanced sentient beings. Space travel has been in progress and trade for over 17 million Earth years at this point. Okay? 17 million years. Look at what we have accomplished in 4,000 years. Okay? Look what we've accomplished in 4,000 years. Okay? And, And we know we've been held back. And we also know that there's technology that's been hidden from us. Okay? So... The most well-established star races are the Sea car of Alpha Draconis, or Draco, Draco, the Orion Star civilizations, and the Lyra, Vega, star system. Colonization is in full swing. Many planetary alliances set up rules of colonization and are reach, now reaching further and further out into the galaxy. Oh, so, so here, strong. 245 million years ago, our star brothers, okay, our ancestors, because they are, because we're the sum total of 22 of these races, our ancestors already had space travel and they were already setting up rules of colonization amongst themselves. Okay? Uh, that's just amazing to me. The discovery of space highways. Space highways are what our scientists theorize to exist as wormholes. Okay? They're space highways. The discovery of these is made during this period. To date, 17 have been discovered in our galaxy alone. 17 wormholes, okay, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, this is our galaxy, the little dots of the stars, and what you have are tunnels that go... To different so parts make it easy of to the galaxy from here to, the moon because just to give you a, a little a, example the just and it it's like believed that. or our scientists theorize that if you can tap into one phew, you're on the other end of the galaxy in almost no time okay. in a blink or like the movie Stargate mm-hmm. okay that's the idea several of these connect to other galaxies Okay, so, and we all have to assume that at least one of those connecting tunnels would be to the Andromeda galaxy, okay, which is over here. So, you've got a hole, you've got a hole here. Okay, now you have a way to get there. In like zero time or incredibly fast, so that it's not a situation where you get in your rocket and by the time you get to your destination, everybody's dead because of old age and everything else. Okay? Because the galaxy is huge and it's expanding all the time. Okay. But as the galaxy expanded, many of these tubes of focused time, that's the Andromedan perspective of what a wormhole is, tubes of focused time. I cannot explain it to you any more than that. Okay? Because I do have some notes that are still stored away in a storage unit in another state where they have had to be put for safety, and I've not gotten them yet. Okay? In fact, there's three boxes of notes. Just not even go there. Okay? Um, These seven, um, I'm sorry. Some of these tubes have ex- have snapped. In other words, as the galaxy expanded, okay, there were rakages mm-hmm. in these wormholes or space highways. No galactic races to the present time. And this is as of 11 months ago, Earth time, okay? knew how they were built or who they built or who built them and they can't be repaired because we don't know how they were built nobody knows how they were built okay there is an assumption by many that the founders created them which is how they were able to do all of the terraforming and echo building in the galaxy in in preparation for life to be introduced here There is an assumption that that's who built it the truth is we don't really know for sure it could have been built by someone even before them we don't know okay because according to the andromedans third density as we know it is 21 billion years old okay the universe that we know of which includes all the dimensions is is 21 trillion years old in Earth years, okay? Which is a staggering number, yeah, it is. absolute staggering number. I'm not okay, we're gonna sure. get to some slides here in just a little bit. Okay. Um, according to, to Warren A. and the Andromedans, only two of the superhighways, the wormholes have not snapped in our galaxy, okay? So out of the 17, two are still fully operational. As trade increases, increased, the spread of life forms also takes place. The experimentation of transplanting life forms and vegetation is in full swing. Okay, now let's go back to the dates. 245 million to 65 million years ago. Our extraterrestrial ancestors are now transplanting vegetation and life forms from other systems to other star systems. Okay. The transplanting of life forms is only with life that has potential. Now, what their actual definition of that potential is, I can't tell you because I don't know. But according to Morinay, this potential can only develop in complex ecologies. And and by far, the most complex ecology or ecosystem in the galaxy is O2, oxygen-based, which is what we are. Truly complex ec... Ecosystems only occur in a relatively small number of planets in the galaxy. Now that might, you know, that might be, uh, you know, s- several billion planets. But when you take in, you know, take into account, you know, how many suns and how many actual star systems we have, it is in fact a small amount. Even though to us, you know, we would say, my God, you know, there's, there's, uh, 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 you know, uh, two hundred billion Earths out there. I mean, that's a staggering number to us. But in the big scope of things, it's actually a very small amount. Because the hydrogen ecosystems by, out, by far outweigh all the others. Okay? It follows that a complex ecosystem, planet-wide ecosystem, is the next most valuable thing in the universe to consciousness. Species, however, come and go, but a truly rich biosphere will endure as long as it's not compromised. Dinosaurs, birds, and other life forms, fruit trees, are brought to our solar system and transplanted on the three ecosystems in our our solar system. They are Earth, Mars, and Uranus. extraterrestrial races have already impressed on their civilizations that conservation of biospheres was and is simply a necessity. Okay? This is 245 million to 65 million years ago. Okay? They were already teaching their children about conservation of the ecosphere ecosystem. Zarek era, 65 million years ago to present, okay? We're gonna get through this and then we're gonna get really down into some fun stuff. Earth taught history, sometimes called the age of mammals, because the largest land, land animals and mammals show up during this time. It is also the age of flowering plants, the age of insects, the age of fish, and the age of birds, okay? Andromedan-taught history. Our solar system is being visited more and more. Three very complex ecosystems exist here already. Okay, we've already covered that. The first full-time, self-contained biosphere called an Eden. And I'm going to use that word because... That's what the Orions called it, that's what the, the, well, the Draco have a different language, but that's what the Orions called it, that's what the Nibiru called it, that's what the Aldebaran's called it, Aldebaran. and that's what the Pleiadians mm. call it, an Eden, okay, which is like a garden. Oh, yeah. It's a fully transplantable mm. biosphere, having everything they need to exist somewhere else. Okay. I was listening to part yeah. of this last night. I was just the like, He knows so much about all of this. He, he's the only one that allowed on our ships. I don't know why, but it must be the he is. Yeah. We do not really appreciate how smart our ancestors are. Okay? Because they don't always travel in very large spacecraft. But what they have learned to do is travel light and make sure that whatever it is that they need, they have or they can grow. Now, virtually every mothership has an internal ecosphere, every one. Now, we see the scout craft, we see the four, the five, the 100 miles craft. The 100-mile may have some kind of an ecosphere inside of it because it has a crew. That crew needs to eat. Okay? So they will create a park-like setting, an ecosphere inside those spacecrafts. Most of the craft that have hit the Earth are just little scout ships. Okay? Um, If a 100-mile mothership hit the Earth, we'd have a pole shift, and everybody would know about it. Okay? But the very large ships, and uh, and I'll give you the example of the Andromeda motherships, they're complete spheres, and on the inside they are complete worlds unto themselves yeah. in the center of these crafts and they may miles. have as many as three they will have ecosystems park likes parks, parks as 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 big as 21 miles long mm-hmm. the one that i saw was 21 miles from one end to oh the other God, for me and it was 900 miles and And for Mm -hmm. me to literally see every inch of that ship would take 25 years that's how big it was Mm -hmm. Everything, everything in these parks you could not even tell that you were in a spacecraft you would think you were you would think you were in a park you know uh, Agoura Mm -hmm. Hills, California Mm -hmm. Rocky Mountain National Park uh, Central Park, although I necessarily want to hang out there. Um, <laughs> you know, Central Park, but, you know, without the crime, uh, okay? And they're complete unto themselves. Everything is grown aboard the craft. So when they come here and they send a team down to the surface of a planet, and they say, okay, we're setting up a small, uh, 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 we're setting up an Eden because we're going to leave you, a team of you here to research the life the plant life the geology of the planet the minerals what it has okay what they do is they literally drop can be as many as 12 type of cylindrical antennas they plant these antennas down into the ground at least a mile into the ground and when they flip these things on they connect and when they connect when they turn on and they connect to each other they create a dome okay a dome it's a frequency dome and then all they do is they unload the plants they unload the fruit trees everything they need and they and this biosphere is exactly to match their physiology doesn't have too much oxygen doesn't have too much carbon it's exactly what they need mm-hmm. it can even be hydrogen it can even be hydrogen because what it means is is then once they leave they just wear a spacesuit and they can go out and do their work but when they come back from doing their work they enter their biosphere and it's like it's like living on the home planet okay this is what i'm talking about this is what an eden is okay okay This is what Richard Hoagland's been talking about all those years, with the dome structures. This is what he's talking about. This is what these things were for. Exactly. Okay? It's good stuff. God, it gives me the chills. Okay. The very first one was founded in North America, what is now North America. Okay along what is now known as the new mexico arizona border and it was founded by and established by the ccar which are a hydrogen based life form okay so they had to have something like this now hydrogen is a gas okay it's not something we can use. We can't. Our physiology simply will not allow us to, to breathe and, and, and live in an environment like that. But hydrogen, the beings tend to be very large. They tend to be a little bit slower in movement. Their body frequency, the rhythms of their biosystem are much, much slower than O2. And the one thing about hydrogen-based life forms is that they cannot go faster than the speed of light in space travel, they can't. Where O2 have been known to go four times the speed of light, okay? And that's been a real problem for the hydrogen-based beings, okay? In lectures years ago, I talked about how prejudice is an extraterrestrial perspective. That's what I've been taught by Morinane Vasaeus, okay? So all the prejudices we have, we've learned. We've formed some of our own, okay? But the initial not liking any of your own race was taught to us Mm. by these guys, okay? Millions and millions of years ago, okay? Now, this first Eden was created eight hundred ninety nine thousand seven hundred and one earth years ago Oh, long ago okay and this was by the sea car in new mexico arizona border okay they still fancy the desert still fancy. they still fancy the desert the reptilians Okay? This biosphere was first inhabited by caste. Now, the reptilian civilization is three castes, is is a caste system. Okay, it's also, it's a monarchy, but it's also a caste system. And you will find that it is stunningly similar to those in England, okay, in Europe, where you have royalty, okay, you have the officer class, which is your dukes, your earls, okay, and then you have your peasants who do all the dirty work, literally do all the work, okay, it's exactly like that. According to Morinay, this first Biosphere Was built by the officer caste or officer class of reptilian beings, and they were the first to stay here. It was not actual royalty. Okay? Can everybody have this? Okay. Several thousand years later, Orion, well, actually a couple hundred years later, Orion established an Eden here from the Orion star system. Uh, i so bummed my wife is missing all this. Okay. If you have your cheat sheet that I handed you, Yes, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mike. Okay. In Orion, they come from Rigel and Betelgeuse. Now, okay, that's these systems here. pieces and whenever they go to a formal function of a galactic event where there are other star races there and and we'll talk about we will get to that um the with the proper way that they introduce themselves and this is what the andromedans do and apparently it's tradition and it was done and everybody everyone whether they're enemies or not have agreed to these traditions so that there's no misunderstandings okay so they've created traditions and everybody does it no matter what this is what they do you introduce yourself you give them your full name any rank or office and the star system that you're from so alex collier father because i don't have a rank or an office okay um sol system terra three That's how I would properly introduce myself, so that whoever it is that I'm introducing myself to knows who I am and where I'm from. Now, if you're an extraterrestrial, you're all talking, most of them are telepathic. So therefore, they're giving the same information, but as they're giving the information, they're also flashing star maps because that's what's in their head, you know? And the other races immediately acknowledge that because they they get all that, okay? Okay, Um, Orion established Their first Eden in what is now called, I'm going to write this down for you, Yuramani, China. The date, 763,132 years ago. Okay. Shortly thereafter, Capella, also part of Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, the Capellans established their first full operational Eden, 741,237,000 years ago, and theirs was excuse me established at the base of Mount Yogan. In southern Chile. Really? Okay. 655 thousand years ago Cassiopeians 604,003 years ago. This is an entirely insexual sentient race as Algeria, North Africa. I'll just read the rest. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Okay, the next is Boutes. Nibiru. We know them today. They established their first Eden five hundred and eighty-five thousand one hundred and thirty-three years ago in Cairo what a shock what a surprise okay Cairo Egypt and then Orion sent another team here 87,300 years ago and this one was established in Perth Australia Now, the Earth was not in the position that it's laying in now, okay? If you were to take the planet as it is today and lay it literally on its side, this is where they were colonizing. But these are the locations we know today, okay? Now, some of the colonies, after they'd been here for some time, they packed up and they left. They got all the information they wanted, okay? But the Earth is in constant flux, you gotta remember, these are high, many of these are hydrogen-based extraterrestrial, hydrogen-based extraterrestrials, hydrogen-breathing extraterrestrial races. So when they go to their home planet, it's dull compared to the very complex ecosystems that O2, that oxygen breathers have and live with. Okay, so they're extremely fascinated, and you can and according to Morinay, what they were trying to do was to not only study. The vegetation and life forms here in oxygen, oxygen breathing ecosystems, but they were also trying to genetically manipulate them so that they could take them home and make them hydrogen. That's what a lot of this was about. Okay. This is where, you know, they became geneticists, master geneticists, is trying to convert O2 life forms to hydrogen life forms. Okay? Because we're blessed. Oxygen breathers are blessed with very complex ecosystems. Very magnificent ecosystems. Okay. Lyrans. Again came back eighty three thousand four hundred years ago. Has everybody anybody ever been to Basque Country? Yeah. To the Basque? their language nobody knows their language where it came from it's it's an ancient it's an ancient lyran tongue oh that has survived my God. it's extraterrestrial in fact all of them are but that one is is really really still close yeah. to it to the original tongue it hasn't changed that much okay I figured something like that Orion came back again seventy three thousand four hundred fourteen years to Mount Neblina, on the border of Venezuela and Brazil. Now, 71,933 B.C., Lamoria is founded as a collective colony. Many of these races decide, okay, let's just pool our resources. And they move their Edens to a continent in the Pacific. Those nations were, those star nations were the Lyrans this is who founded Lemuria Cirrus A Pleiades races from Tegeta and Meropa specifically those two star systems Tegeta and Europa. Ursa Minor lyron star system you have your cheat sheet okay? It tells you where the races were from ok we we're all fascinated everybody's fascinated, well I'm not but everybody's, a lot of people are fascinated with the Pleiadians ok so we'll leave that up there because we're going to talk about them in a little bit and Butes which is Nibiru this is 71,933 B.C. ok Lemuria is established as a collective colony. So now everybody's working together, okay? Good sign, that's a good sign, okay? It didn't last, however. 57,600 BC, Atlantis is founded. Now somewhere between the establishment of Lemuria and the establishment of Atlantis, the Pleiadians get pissed off and they leave. A misunderstanding they come back they come back to the star system and Atlantis is founded 57,600 BC it's the Pleiadians again the Nibiru Antarians the Hades are all blown up a group from Sagittarius oh. and the, the Andromedans. Pleiadians did too, know, Make yeah. a guest appearance. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. Do I need to read those again? Yeah. Okay. Atlantis, Pleiadians, Andromedans, Butes, which is Nibiru. You know, but you might as well know where they're from. Aldebaran, Antarians. A N T A R I E A N S. The Hades, which is right here, and Sagittarians. With the exception of Nibiru.